Hi there. Last time we were together, we were discussing out of Romans chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, that let God's word be made true, but every man's experience be the lie. And when you're discussing healing and you're talking about spiritual things, that's a real important thing to know. That people have, ex- people, different people have different experiences, but if they're not based in the word of God <clears throat> and, and, and they're not coming out with the same uh, thing that the word promises, then something's wrong. And I, I just encourage you, if your faith doesn't appear to be working, find out why. And I told you the story of praying for someone in my family and it took eight years later, I'm not having any success. So I realized that something's wrong because there's victory in Jesus. When the word says it should produce, then it should produce. If you had planted crops somewhere and the soil was not producing, you'd find out what was wrong with the soil. You have to find out what's wrong. And we found out, in my case, that there were um, obstacles in the way. There were three demons that had this person in bondage that had happened to them through their life. They, they had not been in a church that taught them anything. Uh, and they had had some severe experiences that caused the root of bitterness to come in. And we just, life is tough sometimes. And so things happen. And, uh, but there's always victory in Christ. And that's what we need to look for. And that's what we need to stand up for. And I'm just telling you that if a man's experience looks like it's not the same as what the word says, then that experience is the lie and not the word of God. Amen. And our experiences of faith are important. So I encourage you that if you've had, I always determined if, if I have a, what appears to be a failure in my faith, when I've asked and not received or uh, something appears to have not worked out the way I thought it, my prayer was asked, then I find out why. Maybe I didn't ask right. Maybe there are hindrances like demonic activity in the way. Maybe I lost focus and didn't really concentrate on the outcome the way I should have. A lot of times, you know, we're in the prayer room and we get um, real excited about something. The Holy Spirit reveals things to us and we're all excited about it. But then we walk out of the prayer room, we get sidetracked by life and we, uh, we, we don't stay focused and you, unfocused faith, I think, is the greatest answer to failures. So make sure you stayed with the program, that you stayed faithful to your prayer request, and that you stayed faithful in your confession of faith about what you were asking. And um, remove any obstacles. Make You know, I've found that it helps me to go to the Lord and say, how, how do I need to pray about this? And I remember one time in particular wanting to do something for my husband and buy him something. And I was, it seemed impossible to be able to do it. And I said, Lord, is it all right with you if I do this? I mean, he, God is our partner in life and he's the one with the victories. (laughs) So talk to him about things. He wants, he wants to be there for you. I think when Jesus said, Get away from me, I never knew you. Remember that? And I think it's in Matthew 7. Uh, get away from me, I never knew you. I thought, Lord, you never knew me. I thought you knew me and I was supposed to be getting to know you. But he, he basically said, you never let me in. He's, he didn't tell me that personally, but, but 
I had to apply it to myself too. You never let me in on the things that you, you're the, the, the desires of your heart. Talk to me about those things. That's why I died was for that relationship with you. And you, if you don't let him in, then he can't help you. He can't be there for you. And so um, every man's experience is the lie. And if you have failures in your faith, if you have failures in your faith, then you go to the Lord and ask him and ask him to show you, did I do something wrong? Um, am I not praying properly right? Is there something in the way? And I always found that if I journaled my questions out, uh, I'll journal out the question and then I will... Um, uh, I like to start in the Proverbs. The Proverbs give you wisdom and teach you how to deal with man. And so when you when you start in the Proverbs, then you can write out your question, start with the proverb of the day, and from that point on, the Holy Spirit will take you from here to there to another scripture, and he'll talk to you about these things. I remember one time when I first, in my early days, uh, I had responded to one of my children in the kitchen that night, and I kind of snapped at him. And I was practicing my love walk. Instead, I snapped at my kids. And um, I remember going upstairs and saying, Lord, why, why did I get so angry? I mean, that's not something that normally would have made me angry, but it made me angry at that moment. And he showed me through the Proverbs that I had anxiety in my heart. And I thought, well, what, what am I anxious about? And he told me that's when he answered my question just by the Spirit. He showed me in the Proverbs that there was anxiety. He showed me the word anxious three times and I figured he was telling me something there. And, and then he showed me, um, after I admitted there, what am I anxious about? Then he said, I have given you a vision for your life and you're trying to make it come to pass. And I didn't give you that vision for your life. I didn't show you that vision. So you would make it come to pass. I'm, I showed you the vision I have for your life to get your permission to do that. It's your life. I've given it to you. And I'm asking permission to do that. But I'm not expecting you to make it happen. And so that's what that anxiety had been weighing my heart down. And then when some minor little thing happened, I couldn't handle it because my heart was full of anxiety. So if you have anxiety in your heart, I encourage you to go to the Lord and talk to him about it. Because we don't have a heart strong enough, especially in today's world. This was way long time back. Uh, we don't have a heart strong enough to deal with the issues at hand. And so it's important that we talk to the Lord about them. Also, I wanted to remind you, of, we've read through this before, but this has to do with removing the obstacles from uh, from out of the way. This is a little book by F.F. Um, F. Bosworth, and it's a, a messy book. It's a messy book right here, a messy book. F.F. Bosworth, but it's called Christ the Healer. And I just love this. I know I've read it to you before, but I just love this. Where it's talking about is God's willing to heal and he's able to heal. We know he's able to heal, but is he willing to heal at this moment? And then we'll think, well, Aunt Sally died. Well, so-and-so died. Well, so-and-so died. We've discussed there's reasons for that. And God shouldn't catch the blame for it. And uh, sometimes, you know, when you go investigate and try to see why this seemed to, this prayer seemed to fail. He'll tell you, it's none of your business. This is between me and Aunt Sally. And it doesn't have anything to do with you. Just know that God's word is true and man's experience is the lie if they don't seem to match up. 
if the word of God, the experience the person has doesn't match up with what the word promises, then their experience is the lie and the word of God stays true. And if you will, you know, if you'll put that as a foundational stand, then you'll save yourself a lot of trouble through the years and keep you'll keep in the line of truth over the years. But in this book, he's talking about it, he is willing that that's that word's not strong enough. The word willing is too tame to fully express God's merciful attitude towards us. He delights in mercy. It gives God great joy to answer our prayers. He delights in mercy. We have his attitude more fully expressed in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him or whose heart. Remember last time we talked about unfocused faith or maybe it's this time. I don't know. Unfocused faith. Well, if you, that's what his heart is perfect. When my eyes are focused on the Lord and I am, I stay focused on the Lord and I stay in faith for what I've asked in prayer, believing, then, uh, he's looking to show himself strong to me. I'm about to preach myself happy here. So these are great things to remember. And don't forget, we tend to leak as little vessels. So I must have leaked on that one. <laughs> for, the, the text exhibits our Lord as not only being willing, but eager to pour his blessings in great profusion upon all who make it possible for him to do so. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. In other words, he's ever hunting for opportunities. He's looking to gratify his benevolent heart because he delights in mercy. Benevolence is the great attribute of God. Therefore, if you want to please him, if you want to please the Lord, Remove the obstacles out of the way of the exercise of his benevolence. Isn't that something? That seems so easy. But remove doubt and unbelief. Remove any demonic activity that's there, any demons that maybe hold something in bondage. Find out. In other words, seek the Lord. Seek after him. Find out. How do I pray about this? That's, that's a real important uh, question. I remember when I was in altar ministry at our, at our church before West Houston was started. When I was in altar ministry, I would be standing at the altar and I would have my, uh, you know, I had my healing scriptures. I had my I had scriptures for marriage. I had my scriptures for finances and I had, I had my gun belt loaded. And when you came up to me for prayer, I had, I'd whip out those scriptures. You know, I had this one and I had that one and you need healing. Okay. I got that. You need marriage counseling. Okay. I got that. And finally one day the Holy Ghost sort of, it's, it's like I could hear him going, <clears throat> like he was standing behind me. <clears throat> I said, what, what? He said, you don't mind if I write the prescription, do you? And I said, Oh no, I'm sorry, Lord. So, Many times we think, I know exactly how to pray about that. This is the word for that. And it might not be the problem at all. Just like that person I was praying for. I'm praying over alcoholism. They had a root of bitterness that was causing the alcoholism. But the root was bitterness, not alcoholism. And so we need to go back and find out what the root cause is and where the problem actually lies. Amen. But he's infinitely good. And he exists forever in a state of entire consecration to pour forth blessings upon his creatures whenever they make it possible, which all may do. You could say to pour forth 
healing upon all of his creatures. I, I believe God wants us to walk in divine health, divine prosperity, divine provision. He doesn't want us to get sick and get healed, get sick and get healed. He wants us to walk in divine healing all the time. You know, I was thinking this morning, too, before I came here, when Jesus went about, he didn't call on the Father to heal the leper. He just released the healing that was in him. He released the healing anointing, and he just and, and then he, uh, he put it in, in context of their faith. Your faith has made you whole. That's, uh, go in peace and, as you believe. He, he allowed their faith to draw the healing power out of him, but he didn't have to ask for it. In fact, the Lord's told me that you don't have to ask for healing. I've already taken care of that on the cross. You just need to declare and decree it. You just need to release it. And you know, he made our bodies to heal themselves, even in the natural. He made our bodies to heal themselves. God, God is, uh, uh, ahead of the game all the way. And, and if our bodies are fed well, then they will automatically start, he, they'll start fighting for health and healing on their own. And <clears throat> so listen to this. This is so good. And then we'll finish. Um, he is infinitely good and he exists forever in a state of entire consecration to pour forth blessings upon his creatures, our healing, our provision, upon his creatures whenever they make it possible, which all may do. Suppose, suppose the vast Pacific Ocean were elevated high above us, then conceive of its pressure into every crevice to find an outlet through which it might pour its ocean tides over all the earth, and you have a picture of God's benevolent attitude toward us. After first being properly enlightened, which we've just been enlightened, I challenge you, reader, to place yourself where God's mercy can reach you without his having to violate the glorious principles of his moral government. Then wait and see if you don't experience the most overwhelming demonstration of his love and mercy, and the blessing will flow until you have reached the limit of your expectation. The limit of your expectation. There's no limits in God's kingdom. The only thing that limits God's kingdom of health and healing and finances and provision, relationships, the only thing that limits that is our expectation. And so wherever I need to get the obstacles out of the way of my expectation is, is what I need to concentrate on. Lord, do I have any obstacles that are hindering your goodness in my life? I encourage you to pray that prayer for yourself. And let me know what you find out. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.